Amen. If you have your uh, Bibles, turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 11, just for the next few moments. Hebrews chapter 11. And as you're doing that, you're probably used to multitasking. I want you to go ahead and as you're turning to Hebrews 11, I want you everybody to get this little sheet of paper out that we handed out this morning. Thank you, guys. And uh, just get this little card out. Pull your bulletin out. It looks like this. It's on the back side of your sermon notes. And we are in the, the middle of a, a year, not the middle, the beginning of a, of a, a brand new year-long series on heroes of the faith. If you were to talk with a great hero of the faith and they were to run one lap with you, what would they say to you? How many know that we have a a cloud of witnesses, the Bible says, and they are men and women of the faith that have gone on before us, and the Bible says that they are a cloud of witnesses. Your relatives are part of that uh, great crowd. You've got family members that are up there, and they're surrounded. Everyone say that word, surrounding us. See, I think that's a powerful word. They are up in the heavens cheering you on. Encouraging you to run the race, the race of life. Praying for you. Watching you. And so we're going to look at these great men and women in the Bible. And if they were to share one thought with us, what would they share? And it started in Hebrews chapter 11. And this is our second week. And we're going to look at a, a man by the name of Enoch. Here's the trait that I think Enoch would share with you and I. Now, you may have a different idea, you may have a different word, and that's good, but, but I think Enoch would say to us, church, as you are running this race called life, I encourage you to be, here it is, intentional. Intentional. Live a life of purpose. Make the right choices and live a purpose-driven life. Look at the definition that we have of intentionality. Intentionality is the wisdom and discernment to arrange your life and your activities in proper order and purpose. Enoch would say to us today, don't don't just live que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. He would say to you and I today, I want you to live your life and have wisdom and have discernment to arrange your life in proper order and purpose. So we're going to look at Enoch today. We're going to see what he would say to us in this race of life. Now we ask you to, uh, there's a scripture, by the way, underneath that. I love one of my favorite scriptures. For this purpose was the Son of Man manifest to destroy the works of the enemy. Jesus lived a life of purpose. Jesus lived with intentionality. Jesus organized his life in such a way that he knew who he was and he knew what he was called to do. And my question to you today is, do you know why you're here? Do you know what your purpose is? Are you living intentionally? And if we're not careful, sometimes we can just get caught up in just just taking day after day after day and just living with whatever comes our way. God wants us to live with an intentional purpose. Organizing our life in order and purpose. Can I get an amen? And then I want you to notice that there are also action steps after this one as well. 
action step. Here it is. Take a few minutes this week and find someone who lives a life of purpose and talk to them. Get some wisdom from them. Find out why and how they live a life of purpose. And so we're taking pictures of these every week, and you can take a picture of this as this reminds you to live a life of purpose. Take a picture and send it to him, and we'll put it up on the screen next week, and we're going to follow in the footsteps of Enoch. Can I get an amen? Okay, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 just for a couple minutes. Hebrews chapter 11, that's in the, it's in the New Testament, kind of in the back, and you'll find Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to look at the hall of faith. What would Enoch say to us today? What would he say? I love that quote that we looked at, the PC share. Rick Warren said it. Knowing your purpose, knowing God's purpose for creating you will reduce your stress, focus your energy, simplify your decisions, give meaning to your life, and most importantly, prepare you for eternity. Hebrews chapter 11 says this, by faith. Everyone say by faith. Enoch was taken from his life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. How many of you are here today and you want to live a life that, 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 you are, that God is pleased with you and he wants to honor you? That's what, Enoch, that's what Enoch did. Enoch lived that kind of life. Now, as Sandra said, there's not much in the Bible about Enoch. But what there is said is very, very powerful. And you'll see in your notes in Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter, chapter 5, verse 24... And it simply said, Enoch walked with God. It's there on your screen. Enoch walked faithfully with the Lord his God, and he was no more because the Lord took him away. I like that. There's not much to that scripture, but it's filled with intentionality. Watch this. Enoch walked with God. Let me ask you a question today. Who are you walking with? And you show me who you are walking with, and I will show you the type of person you're going to become. Show me who you surround yourself with. Show me who you text. Let me see your phone. Let me see your email addresses. Let me see who you talk to on the phone, and I will tell you the person that you will become. What I like about Enoch, it doesn't say much about him, but it did say this. Enoch lived a life of purpose. Enoch was intentional. Enoch lived a life that he made the right decisions and he made the decision, I'm only going to live once and in this life I've got to live a life of purpose. And I'm going to make sure that as I walk through life, I'm going to walk with God. I like that. See, he only got one sentence. He didn't get a chapter. He didn't get a book. I mean, how many of you know in the Bible there's not the book of Enoch? He only got one sentence, and the sentence was, Enoch walked with God. Who are you walking with? Chances are you are surrounding yourself and walking with people that are not lifting you up or inspiring you or, and helping you to become the person God wants you to be. You're walking with friends, acquaintances, associates, 
And that's all fine and good. We need to have friends. We need to have relationships. But what the Bible says about Enoch is he made a decision that he was going to live his life, a life of intentionality, a life of purpose, and he was going to walk with God. I don't know about you, but when, when, when you walk with someone, you can learn an awful lot about them. Do you notice most people, when they're walking, and they're walking with someone else, they're usually talking? I've never seen a jogger do that, by the way. And the reason why I don't jog is because I've never seen a jogger smile. But people that are walking <laughs> are usually talking. And the Bible doesn't say this because it only said one sentence about Enoch. It said, Enoch walked with God. But I guarantee you, as Enoch was walking with God, that there was interaction, there was give and take, there was, there was iron sharpening iron, and when you walk with God, how many know that you become a better person because of that walk? Amen. Something rubs off. Something is transferred. Something is deposited in your life when you make the decision that you are going to walk with God. He's leading. Are y'all with me this morning? He's leading. We're following. And we're living a life of intentionality and purpose saying, God, I want to walk with you. I'm reminded of the old hymn. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he what? Tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there. Watch this. None other has ever known. Hmm. The Bible doesn't say this. But maybe, maybe Enoch sang that song. God, I've got to make a decision today. God, I've got to make a, a choice today. God, there's a lot of people that I can, I can choose to walk with, but God, I'm going to live a life of intentionality, and I'm going to make a decision to, 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 to order my life and order my steps in such a way that when I'm done, when you take me home, all that's going to be said of me is, he walked with God. And if that's all that is said about you and me, that's an awful lot. Doesn't say he was rich. Doesn't say he was popular. Didn't say that he had a, 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 a nice house. Doesn't talk about his car. Doesn't talk about the size of his 401K. It talks about the fact that Enoch lived a life of purpose and made the decision I'm going to walk with God. Who are you walking with? And if you're not walking with people that are lifting you up, inspiring you, making you better, rubbing off on you, You better find some new people to walk with. And I would suggest walking with 
You're probably wondering, what, what does Enoch's name mean? If you've been at this church for a while, you know that's real big for me. I love the meaning of names. My name is Scott, and my name means from afar. That means that I'm crazy. <laughs> Enoch, his name means narrow. Hmm. Narrow. That implies to me that if you're going to walk with God, you've got to make some decisions and you've got to narrow things down in order to walk with him. I like that. Oh, and by the way, Jesus talks about that. It's there in your notes. Look at, look at Matthew chapter 7. He says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. If we've got 100 people here, that means that about 90 of you are going to walk the wide path. Okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. I'm going to walk with whoever I want to walk with. I'm going to surround myself with, with just an assortment of different people, and I'm just going to just live life, case sera, sera. And then there's going to be another people that are very small, probably about 10% of you here today, that are going to say, I only live once. I can't afford to walk the, the, the wide path. If I'm going to be like Enoch, I've got to narrow some things down. I can't go with everybody. I can't walk with everybody. I can't surround myself with, with just anybody. I've got to narrow some things down because narrow is the way that leads to life. And I don't know much about Enoch, but I do know this. He lived a life of purpose and intentionality because his name means narrow, and that means he had to let go of some things in order to walk with God. John, if you'll bring these up for me real quick. Let me just illustrate this just for a moment. How many are still with me? Let me hear an amen. amen. Narrow. Narrow. Andy, stood me in. This is symbolic of your life. complicated, difficult to, difficult to maneuver, difficult to manage. At any given moment, at any given time, one of these things are going to fall off. You got to juggle it. Very unsturdy. Very unpredictable. And if you're going to walk with God... There's going to come a time in your life where you're going to have to let go of some things in order to get through. Some of these things are good. Not all of them. Some of these things you can live without. But for whatever reason, we all love, especially Americans. By the way, look in your garage, and this will tell you, we love to hang on to things. Piled up. 
I promise you, one day I'm going to send Pastor John with a video camera and just take a, take a, a little video of your garage. <laughs> All the stuff that you hang on to, out of order, out of control, stacked up. Enoch walked with God. Enoch had to say no to some things. Enoch had to be intentional. Enoch had to live on purpose. Enoch realized, watch this, that as he walks through life, you're not going to get through life hanging on to everything. You've got to drop a few things. You've got to let go of a few things. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And Enoch made the decision. I'm going to be known about one thing. I only get a sentence. I don't get a paragraph. I don't get a book. If I'm going to be known for one thing, I want to walk through because my name means narrow. I want to walk through and I want it said of me that I walked with God. And if you're hanging on to any other thing, if you're holding on to any other thing, you can't get through that narrow gate with everything that you're hanging on to. You got to live a life of priorities. You got to live a life of intentionality. You got to live a life of purpose. You got to learn to say no. You got to learn to pick and choose what is best so that you can walk with God. See, the two most important days of your life is the day you were born and the day you discover why. See, that's, that's living a life of purpose. And when you live a life of purpose, you can let go of things, you can say no to things, because your life is a life of intentionality. You have a reason for living. I love that scripture. It's there in your notes, 1 John chapter 3. It says, for this purpose, everyone say purpose. For this reason, for this purpose, Jesus lived to destroy the works of the enemy. Now watch this. Jesus is walking through the gate of life. Watch this. And he realized there was a wide path and they realized that there was a narrow path. But the Bible says, John 3, 8, says Jesus lived for this purpose. Jesus lived a life of intentionality. Jesus realized that he couldn't focus on everything. He had to focus on the thing that he was called to do. The two most important days of your life is the day you were born and the day you discover why. Jesus discovered that his purpose was to destroy the works of the enemy. And he lived that. A life of purpose and intentionality. He didn't get distracted with all the things that needed to be done because he made the choice, like Enoch, to narrow things. Now, church, look at me just for a few moments. We're, we've only got a few more minutes. In 2021, you're going to have to live a life like Enoch. You're going to have to let go. I like what John Maxwell says. John Maxwell says, in order to go up, you've got to give up. And if you want to go up in 2021, you are not going to make it through the gate hanging on to the things that you're hanging on to. You've got to let go. You've got to let go of friends. 
You've got to let go of events. You've got to let go of things that have distracted you. For this purpose, the Son of Man was manifest to destroy the works of the enemy. You have got to be laser-focused in 2021 and walk with God. I'm not going to tell you how to do that because there's many ways to walk with God, but I do know this. It's narrow, and not many are going to make it. And at the end of this year, you will know the people that have let go of some boxes. You will know the people that have let go of some things because they wanted to walk with God. My favorite scripture in the Bible is Acts chapter 13, verse 36. Write that down. That's my favorite scripture. Here, I got it memorized. Watch this. It says, David served God's purpose in his generation, and then he fell asleep. I like that. David served God's purpose in his generation, and then he fell asleep. See, David realized that he he was walking through life. You only live one time. David realized, like Jesus, like Enoch, that you had to live narrow. David realized, God, I can live my life for many other purposes, but I want to live my life, and my purpose is to serve you in this generation. So I'm going to let go of some things so I can get through the narrow, and then I'll fall asleep. He didn't serve his purpose. He didn't serve the purpose of the denomination. He served God's purpose in his generation and then fell asleep. I love this. When, I, when I'm reminded of this scripture, a couple of years ago I was, in, I was in Cuba with a bunch of pastors and we were touring a bunch of beautiful Methodist churches. And it was so much fun because we would show up at a little church. We would pray for the pastor. We would love on him and give him some money. We'd encourage him. These people were just broke, but they loved God and they're doing such great things. And then they took us to a seminary. And how many know that a seminary can be just like a cemetery? And we were touring this Methodist cemetery. And we were walking through the campus. And I noticed a room full of students there, young students. And I didn't speak English. I didn't speak Spanish. They didn't speak English. And the teacher walked out for a few moments, and he went on the tour. And I grabbed one of the translators, and I said, come with me. And I walked into this room. There was about 50 of them. And I got a chalkboard, and I asked the interpreter, how do you spell Acts? And he wrote me how to write Acts in Spanish. And I wrote Acts chapter 13, verse 36 on the, on the chalkboard. I told the interpreter, tell them to read that. And after a few minutes, they all found it, and they read it. And for a few short minutes, I was supposed to be on the tour. I was supposed to be looking at the seminary. I was supposed to be looking at how big the library was and, and, and how big the cafeteria was and all the good stuff. I seized a moment that I will never have again. A guy from Florida down in Cuba with 50 Bible students sitting in a room and the scripture that I wrote on the chalkboard was, my message to them was, you only live once. Be like Enoch. Be like Jesus. Be like David. For David served God's purpose in his generation, 
Then he fell asleep. And when I left that room, I hopefully deposited something into those students that will stick with them forever. Live a life of intentionality. Live a life on purpose. Nothing is dynamic until it is specific. Hmm. Nothing is dynamic until it's specific. You ever seen a laser beam? Gary's nodding. He's the engineer. He knows about laser beams. I don't know much about laser beams. I do know this. They are effective because they have focused that power and that light in one small area. And what I'm afraid, as many times as believers, we are a mile wide and an inch deep. Jack of all trades, master of none. Carrying a lot of boxes, can't get through the gate. What are you here for? Have no idea. Where are you going? Don't know. Why were you born? Don't have a clue. Who are you walking with? Anybody. How's it working for you? You want to make it through 2021? Walk with God. Don't need to make it complicated. You want to have a sentence said about you? For this purpose, Jesus was manifest to destroy the works of the enemy. Boom, that's it. David served God's purpose in his generation, and he fell asleep. Boom, that's it. Enoch walked with God. That's it. Laser. Focused, intentional, ordered, planned out, waking up every day saying, God, help me to live a life that will get through the narrow gate. I want to walk with you. It's good preaching, isn't it? Now I've got to go. We've got to go. But I'm going to give you on the back of your notes very quickly what I call purpose-driven people. Bruce, if you can go to the keyboard because we're not we, – I want to give you some attributes real quickly. Of some characteristics that I think describe a purpose-driven purpose. A purpose-driven person. How do you live intentionally? How do you live on purpose? How do you live like Enoch? How do you live like Jesus? How do you live like David? I'm going to give you 10 of them real quickly. If you want more detail on this, I'll be happy to share it with you. I'm just going to give you bullet points. But look at that list just for a moment. These are some things that, 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 that. people that live like Enoch they take personal responsibility for their destiny. They're not blaming the kindergarten teacher. They're not blaming other people. They don't wake up and say, who can I blame today? Who can I point the finger at and say, the reason I'm in this situation is because of them. They take responsibility 
and say, God, I've got to make the choice of walking through this narrow gate. Help me to take personal responsibility and not live a life of blaming other people. I've got to let go of some things. Help me to take responsibility for being like Enoch and walking with you. Take personal responsibility. Number two, begin with the end in mind. Think about your life. Think about the sentence that's going to be said about you. Think about what it's going to be like when you're 90 years old. What do you want said of you? And if you're 50 now, you've got 40 years to think with the end in mind. What is going to be said of me? I want a set of me that I served God's purpose in this generation. I want a set of me that I walked with God. Begin with the end in mind. You're not going to get a book. You're not going to get a chapter. You're going to get one sentence. I'm reminded of Tabitha in the book of Acts. She had one sentence. Tabitha was always doing good, helping the poor. That was it. That's all she got. But what what a life of destiny. What a life of purpose. Tabitha was always doing good, helping the poor. What a life statement. Begin with the end in mind. Number three, surround yourself with intentional people. Bad company corrupts good morals. Who you walk with today is the person you will become tomorrow. Walk with God. Surround yourself with people who live a life of intentionality. Number four, create holy habits. Create holy habits. Joshua chapter 24 Choose you this day who you're going to serve. Watch this, church. You make your choices, and then your choices turn around and make you. Choose wisely. Choose and develop holy habits. Number five, say no with confidence. Do you know that saying no is more important than saying yes? As you're getting through and walking through this gate, there's going to be some times, watch this, where you're going to have to say no. You can't get through doing everything. You can't get through pleasing everybody. You can't get through being a mile wide and an inch deep. You've got to narrow in and learn to say no. Now, Some of you need to learn how to say yes. Because you're not doing anything. Some of you are doing too much. But but some of you are just like, you know, it's the 80-20 principle. 20% does 80% of the work. Some of you need to step up, honestly, and learn to say yes. Learn to do something. You don't have to do everything, just do something. But some of you need to learn the power of saying no with confidence and not guilt because you can't do everything. Are y'all with me this morning? Now let me give you an example of this real quick and then we're going we're to go. Many of you know I wrote the book Blindsided, the story of the tragic accident that affected our family, is still affecting our family to this day. Tragic, tragic situation. Do you know that every single week, every single week since that book came out, I get an email, I get a phone call, 
from a family somewhere in the United States that says, please help us. I got one last Sunday as I'm leaving church driving home. A mom crying. I got one on Friday. A family right here in Central Florida. Their son was hit in an automobile accident and is in a coma with a traumatic brain injury. Watch this. I wrote that book as a gift to people. And I've given away more than I'll ever sell. I give them as a gift to people to help them through their traumatic situations. I can't counsel every single one of them. I can't sit down with them and, and, and talk days after days. I, I can't do that. That's not my gifting. That's not my calling. But I sacrifice dearly to write a book so that I could give to them to help them. I can't counsel them for months and months and months and months. I can't do that. I've had to learn to say no. But I've also learned to say yes and bless them with a gift that will help them through a traumatic situation. You've got to learn to say no and have the big picture in mind so that you can stay focused and stay full of faith doing what God called you to do. Learn to say no. How many are still with me? Let me hear an amen. Quick, quickly, four more. Number six, discern between busyness and effectiveness. A lot of you are busy and you're ineffective. Busyness does not mean effectiveness. Ask Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10. Discern between busyness and effectiveness. Number seven, keep the main thing the main thing. Seek first the kingdom of God. Number eight, I love this one, distinguish between urgency and importance. Number five, number nine, Understand the value of self-care. Take care of yourself. Eat better. Lose more weight. Walk more. Make good choices. You can't help the world if you're falling apart. Value self-care. And number 10, overcome fear with faith. Live by faith. Would you stand up across the auditorium? Let me pray for you today. Boy, I made a mess up here today, didn't I? Man, I got boxes everywhere. Going to let go of some things. Going to learn to say no. Going to learn to be like Enoch and walk with God. Why are you here? What's your purpose? Where are you going? How are you doing? Who are you becoming? Those are all great questions to ask if you're going to live a life of purpose. Now remember, this is not for everybody. Because 90% of people are going to walk through the wide gate because it's easy. They're going to just coast through. Ride on the coattails of somebody else. There's going to be a few people like Enoch. Few people like Jesus. Few people like Tabitha. Few people like David who understand their purpose and understand why they're here and understand where they're going. Live 
with intentionality, Enoch would say to you, let's pray. Father, there's a lot of people that we could walk with. As we walk through 2021, help us to hear Enoch say to us, be wise, don't waste another minute, be intentional, focus on the main thing, walk through the narrow. Enoch would say to, to us today to live a life of purpose and intentionality. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to help us. We ask for your help. We ask for your wisdom. We ask for your courage. That as we walk through 2021, let it be said of us that we walked with you. Lord, as we walk with you, speak to us. Let us hear your voice. Talk to us. Walk with us. And guide us, I pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, lift your hands and let me bless you as you go today. Father, I pray your people as they go. I pray that they will walk with wisdom and discernment. They'll be wise who they walk with. They will live a life of purpose and intentionality. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week.